Today on Locked On Rockies, the fun of the All-Star Game is over and the realities of the Rockies' second half are here facing us. What should we be looking forward to and what does success look like for the Colorado Rockies for the rest of 2023? You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Rockies fans, welcome Locked on Rockies podcast for today, the 13th day of July in the year 2023. I'm your host of the Locked on Rockies podcast, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked on Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. If your team is the Colorado Rockies, well, guess what? You're in the right spot because that's what we do around here each and every day is talk about the Colorado Rockies. We're proud to be your first listen of the day. Shout outs to all of our everydayers out there, those commenting Checking out the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel and tuning in every day. Thanks to you, we are growing as a show. And that is a big shout out to all of you, the audience out there, for checking us out. Hey, we're also available on your favorite streaming service. We're also available on Sirius XM. Same with your Colorado Rockies play-by-play coverage. Just search Locked On Rockies or Colorado Rockies on the Sirius XM app. You'll be taken to where you need to go. Today on the pod, we're going to talk about the second half of the season for the Rockies and trying to define what success is. Because let's be realistic. The Rockies aren't going to be a successful winning baseball team. But there are things to look at in terms of what can be considered success for the Rockies. What can be considered things to look forward to. What can be things uh, to consider when evaluating this Rockies club. But the Rockies, I believe I saw on Twitter, need uh, 88 wins to uh, get a, a division-clinching win, I believe, right now for uh, their magic number. Don't think that's going to happen. So what does success look like? What do we think about when we're evaluating and discussing success for the Rockies? Well, it can come in a matter of ways. I mean, Elias Diaz doing cool stuff at the All-Star Game. There's There's one small thing to kick off the second half, but... It can come with the Rockies playing close, good, strong baseball and continuing to get strong performances from some key young guys in the organization on top of making tough calls, making moves, and being sellers at the deadline. This team will be more successful in the future if it run, if, if it has a successful trade deadline. That, that factors into it. But I want to focus on other things that can uh, be be considered success, and I want to start with some of the young guys in the in the the the, uh, the play of the of three of them in particular so far, and I want to talk about the potential future of one as well. Success for the Colorado Rockies means Ezekiel Tovar continues to play at or above the pace that he's playing at right now. Currently, according to baseball reference, he's playing at a one point, he's got a 1.6 uh, wins above replacement, 260 batting average, an OBP of 296, a slugging of 428, an OPS of 724, and an OPS plus of 20 of 85. He's got nine home runs with 44 RBI and four stolen bases. In that time, he's also uh, rocking a fielding percentage of 984 here, and uh, he is uh, shown multiple times that he is the elite defender that we thought. So if Tovar can continue to be the 
the uh, the defensive stud that we know he is, which there's no real issues there. I think he is completely comfortable and confident playing there. But if we see Tovar finish with a similar line that he has now and an increase maybe in home runs, if Ezekiel Tovar flirts with 20 home runs, I mean, I don't think he's going to get there with only hitting nine, but say he hits another seven or eight and he gets kind of closer there I think that's much more pop and much more power than you thought to expect from Ezekiel Tovar and if that means Ezekiel Tovar can be a perennial double digit home runs type of guy that's a nice step up and improvement that we thought we were going to get from him but I just want him to continue to be someone that's developing into what can be a, a, the threat the, the Ezekiel Tovar is going if he continues at this rate I think is going to he might not have the same power as say Trevor Story like we were like we said with the home runs but he's someone that's getting on base and he's someone that's taking bases away he's someone that is showing again his impact on both sides of the ball so if Ezekiel Tovar continues to have a strong second half and I don't think he will there's a lot of really exciting and and, and rookies on better teams that are doing more but at least getting Ezekiel Tovar's name in there, getting a little recognition and a little, hey, hey, don't forget about this guy from Colorado who's having a solid year. It's, it, it is certainly going to be overshadowed because of the amount of really good rookies and the high level of rookie play that's going on in Major League Baseball this year. But Ezekiel Tovar, if he continues at this rate, is going that that is a form of success for the Rockies. And, and same with Brenton Doyle and Nolan Jones. Brenton Doyle, of course, we'd like to see a little bit more in terms of uh, on on the offensive side. But if the Rockies can work on his offense while he's able to already be an impact on center field, it it has the foundation for something that's really interesting. What you need at Coors Field is great defense. What you need from uh, from him is to continue to be able to field that uh, that uh, that outfield that is so difficult for him for for so many people to deal with and then hopefully you can start building up his offense as you're kind of building up the offense of everybody in this uh in the league so far or with your team I should say the Rockies themselves are need so much more on offense it's not just Brenton Doyle who is struggling struggling in terms of offense this year but it's most of the team it's this team is is not a good offense in general but the thing to be encouraged about and the thing to really be enjoying about the play of Brenton Doyle is that defense. And that stuff, that stuff matters. Being able to take uh, take away runs, being able to be someone that uh, it helps your team get better on the defensive side, especially one that's so, uh, as so important as um, the, as center field is, that's really, that, that, that is a massive, a, a massive win. So um, a version of success for Doyle, the defense continues to be great and we see an uptick in offense. And then as for Nolan Jones, I think what we want to see from him is just a cutback in strikeouts and whiffs and continues to be someone that hits for power, hits for, and continues to be utility and play a little bit of everywhere. I think Nolan Jones is, uh, it deserves to be continuing to play in the lineup and continuing to be a factor because so far for Nolan Jones here in 121 ABs, five home runs, 289 batting average, 14 RBI, the stolen base threat for him. I, I, we mentioned, uh, uh, of course, there, uh, the Brenton Doyle is, uh, I believe, also an option that you can have. Some of these guys give you a little bit more 
uh, more uh, aggressiveness on the base paths with Brenton Doyle uh, having the 12. Yes, of course, I, I got them confused there. But if these two guys can continue to start nabbing more bags, that's another tool to add. That's another thing that adds for Brenton Doyle as well. The speed, that X factor, that that stolen base uh, thing. That if he can if he can get on and continue to be stealing bases, huge thing. And that would pair well with him and Nolan Jones if Nolan Jones can continue to hit the ball, drive in some runs, and uh, and come up big in certain situations. Because you really like uh, the OPS plus. And you like the OPS uh, for uh, Nolan Jones here with the uh, 8.56 for the OPS and a 120 OPS plus here, according to baseball reference, 14 RBI. Again, like we said, five home runs on the time. So if Nolan Jones is can also get in the double digits when it comes to home runs, big time success. I think those three guys, if they can continue to trend upwards and trend successfully, that's going to be huge. I mean, we want to, if, if, uh, we need to see more from Doyle on offense, but there's things to be encouraged by when it comes to that defense and base stealing ability. So those three guys are things to look for when we're evaluating success for the Rockies. There's a guy I think the Rockies need to really, cons- really need to start having honest conversations about figuring out. We've talked about it before, and it leads into another way the Rockies can be successful going through 2023 here. We'll talk about that coming up in segment number two. But before we do that, want to tell you about our friends at Sleeper. Sleeper is the new way for you to check out all of the daily fantasy action. And uh, here's how it works. I'll show you. If you're on the YouTube side, you can see. You can kind of you fill out a slip. You can pick on a bunch of stats where it's like home runs or hits, all sorts of stuff. And then you can bring it all together here in your uh, sleeper picks parlay. And then you just go up there. And you can win up to 100 times your money here. And that's why you can check out all the different things they have. So when you're looking at our Shohei pick here, you can say more or less. More or less home runs he's going to hit. More or less uh, total bases. More or less earned runs. You can you can check it all out at Sleeper. And when you do, you can Get up to $100 matched to your account when you enter the promo code Locked On. First-time depositors can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 using promo code Locked On. So don't miss out. You can end, make your entries uh, in 30 seconds or less. They have safe and fast withdrawals, and it's currently op- operational in 30 states. So use promo code Locked On today at Sleeper, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for more details. That's sleeper.com slash locked on. You can check it out for yourself and get that $100 deposit. Check out Sleeper today. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming service, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find us wherever you find your podcast. You can find us on YouTube as well, the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel, where you can be part of the show, leaving your comments, joining us when we go live, hanging out with us there on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel. Shout-outs to all of our everydayers out there. And uh, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We're free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. So we talked a little bit about some of the guys that can, uh, the young guys that can contribute and can uh, be factors there and what success looks like for them. Hope to see them continue to trend upwards. But the one guy the Rockies haven't been able to figure out with is Laros Montero there's bringing him he he was demoted again recently to Albuquerque 
And there's he's Albuquerque does not help him. He's been sent down. He can mash triple A pitching. That that the Rockies need to make the tough call and see if he what the value is there and or really decide what they're going to do with him. I mean, another version when we're talking about finding success for the Rockies is being successful in making trades for the veteran players that you have on your team. Create success for the Rockies means that the Rockies are able to trade a couple of pieces away. I'm talking multiple trades with partners and getting some sort of return back, whether and you're not going to it might not be the flashiest of things, but it's a potential for things to work out and the potential to add some depth into the roster for the next seasons. Montero is going to be someone that has to draw some interest because there has to. Even though it hasn't panned out, people have to be as interested as the Rockies were in that bat. There has to be something in there of what makes him so intriguing. It's just incredibly frustrating to see a prospect that is supposed to be the crown jewel out of what happened from the trade continue to be demoted and sent down when he really should just continue. Why isn't Montero being given the opportunity to break through the slumps? Excuse me. Why isn't Montero being allowed to have the chance to go through the struggles? And maybe maybe throughout the second half of the season, maybe after the trade deadline, that's the case. Maybe they'd send him down to Albuquerque to just kind of keep him in a lineup every day to prepare for late July when he's going to be, you know, maybe he's coming up for a consistent time then. But why are we waiting that long? Why are we waiting until the trade deadline to figure out to get Montero into the game, into the lineup? I mean, is it solely just so you can have these veterans play as much as possible in these next couple of weeks to drum up value? Is that the only option that the Rockies have to get the interest that they need, that they believe they need to get in order to be successful at the trade deadline? And what does success at the trade deadline necessarily mean? Personally, I think the Rockies just trading away expiring contracts and veteran players that aren't going to be impacting long term is really any form of success. I mean, I think the Rockies being active at the deadline itself would be a form of success. They they actually acknowledge making the moves, making the different changes and doing what they need to do. But how how big time successful is that really going to be? And how much are you really going to get back if you're not willing to start having the conversations about a player moving a player like Montero, especially while you're continuing to figure out what to do with him? The lack of opportunity continues to be frustrating and continues to be something that doesn't quite make sense given the state of the Rockies right now. They haven't done... They, I don't I don't know what's the harm in sending him out there over some of these guys other than I I think the fact of the matter is the Rockies are trying to be active at the trade deadline but and they do want to see if they can get some more interest in these players by giving them opportunities. But in the long haul for the Rockies it doesn't benefit them to have the more time Montero spends at AAA the less the, the more time it takes for him to to get to break the MLB slump. I think the constant up and down, the inconsistencies in playing time, that's the issue. So when we're talking about a successful storyline, the Rockies need to find success with Montero, either finding a successful trade partner and making things happen so the Rockies can try to retool and reevaluate or being successful in getting him in the lineup and getting him to start being the batter and being the hitter that we want him, that the Rockies want him to be hoped him to be and expect him to be. So 
that's another version of, of when we're looking for the success is honestly the Rockies finding success with Montero or the Rockies just being successful to generate enough interest in these guys to make the deals. That's the biggest question. How much can the Rockies truly get better given the assets and given the situation that they found themselves in? We'll have to see as uh, we go forward and go through here closer to this, uh, the, the trade deadline. But it sounds like, you know, again, some some relievers and things like that will be interesting. But here's the deal, though, especially as the Rockies are facing these situations and is facing and, and facing the the questions of what to do here. The Rockies have the hardest strength of schedule, according to uh, the, the two two websites. I'm currently on Tankathon, though, uh, right here. But I've seen it now on multiple websites that, that the, the Rockies have the hardest strength of schedule remaining, including three games against still against Atlanta, three games against the Rays, three games against the Orioles, three games against Miami, eight still to play against the Dodgers, six against the Diamondbacks. Those are the highest rated opponents here on, on Tankathon. And the easiest opponents, three games set with the A's, three games set with the Nationals, three games set with the White Sox, three with the Cardinals, six with the Cubs, and six with the Padres. So if, when you're just looking at that, and when you're when you're kind of just looking at, 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 at who the Rockies still have to play and where they're at, it ain't going to get any easier. So how soon do you, when do you make those calls? Do you have to wait up until the trade deadline? to be to move on I don't know that might be waiting too long and you might be playing too good of uh, of people and dealing with too many things that you it's a gamble right now what the Rockies are dealing with here when it comes to navigating the trade deadline we'll we'll see how they how successful they will be what they and, and we'll have to kind of relook at it and see what the Rockies are able to do and uh and, and, and in terms of success is is just making a trade success enough I guess when we're looking for just the scraps and the basics and the bare minimum, maybe. But then it is going to be having to be evaluating the quality of those trades. But if, again, better to get some stuff in return than lose some pieces in the offseason when they just walk, as we've noted for the past couple of seasons. Uh, let's also, uh, the Rockies do make a move today. And uh, Purple Rose got a couple of things you can uh, take a look at to see and uh, enjoy about baseball in the second half. We'll talk about that coming up here in segment number three. But before we do that, got to tell you about our friends at Bird Dogs, my favorite new pair of shorts that I got. I'm rocking them all summer long. They are the perfect thing for the ballpark. They're the perfect thing for the bar. They're the perfect thing for the office because they look great and feel great, too. They fit way better than Lululemon, and they got the cloud knit fabric that is perfect because it looks just like khaki and that's exactly what a guy like me needs i'm a shorts 80 percent of the time guy i'm a short 90 percent of the time 99 percent of the time you can mostly find me in shorts and bird dogs have been great because they look great they feel great and they help keep me dry from the sweat because hey being a stocky guy sweat it's a factor. It happens. And Bird Dogs helps uh, helps keep it uh, all under control and helps keep me stink free. And you can get yourself a sweet Bird Dogs uh, tumbler with every order. When you go to birddogs.com slash MLB or enter the promo code LOCKEDONMLB for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order, that's birddogs.com slash MLB or promo code LOCKEDONMLB for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast. We're free and streaming on your favorite streaming service, bringing you 
all sorts of daily Colorado Rockies talk here, trying to look at what is a successful second half. And I feel like we kind of talked about a lot of this stuff before. I think we've dove into these things. I think as as we're in this spot of the season right now with the Rockies, it's a weird holding pattern and a will they, won't they, what are they going to do? So when we're looking for success, it, it, it's hard to gauge and there's a wide range when it comes to breaking down what is successful because when you're talking about 2023, when you're talking about the Rockies, success is few and far between. Um, and it's hard to be successful while losing, but the Rockies are going to need to find ways to be successful while losing, like getting quality play from from uh, young rookie prospect run young rookie players, may, uh, being successful by generating and getting deals done with uh, expiring contracts or veteran players that will be better suited on other teams uh, there to help them win a championship and get something in return. And being successful in figuring out what to do with one of your one of your top rated and or one of your prospects that has a lot of backstory and a lot of history there of uh, of what of mismanagement I think by at least by my standards and someone that hasn't been getting enough consistent playing time and opportunities at the major league level since the start of the season, especially now that the fact that he's embracing a different re-embracing a different role after spending a whole offseason being told he's going to be the third baseman and Ryan McMahon's going to be the second baseman. I guess it wasn't the whole offseason after the pivot. So anyway, uh, but during spring training and stuff like that, it, it's been a lot of flip-flop flip, and then it's been a lot of inconsistency there for Montero as well. I want to see the dude play. I want to see it continue to, to, to play out at the major league level. But uh, our friends over at Purple Row got a couple of things uh, to tell you about uh, needing a way to enjoy the second half. Skylar Timmons writes, and uh, you can check out more about what he wants to say. And I wanted to focus on uh, on on something like this here, on, on some of these other things here. Uh, and, I, and, and more, not the whole thing, but this one's a good point. Enjoy the minors. The draft is completed and the Rockies have selected 20 plus players, including a lot of pitchers to join the organization. The influx of new players directs attention back to the farm system for the team. The system is full of exciting players with potential in minor league baseball is just a lot of fun to watch. The Albuquerque isotopes have started their second half on a hot stretch with a number of players that could slash should be playing in the big leagues. We've got some of the rising stars in Hartford, like Gabriel Hughes and Yanquil Fernandez, uh, while players like Sterling Thompson and Jordan Beck continue to dazzle in Spokane. And don't forget the youngsters in Fresno laying down the organization that will carry them through the system. There is hope and talent in the Rockies organization, and it's worth getting familiar with them and supporting their journey. He follows that up with enjoying the game. It's fairly general, but I, we're again, we're reading uh, from Purple Row, Skylar Timmons. So you need a way to find a, so you need to find a way to enjoy the second half. Uh, and we're reading underneath enjoy the game here. It's fairly general, but I would also recommend just enjoying the game. Yes, the team is frustrating, but if you feel so inclined to head to Coors Field for the rest of the season, go ahead and do that. Regardless of the product on the field, it's fun to go to games with family and friends and enjoy a nice summer evening while eating a juicy hot dog and enjoying a cold beverage of your choice. One way or another, you're going to see at least one good team on the field that night. Baseball is still fun and one of the best things ever, so find a way to enjoy it. If the Rockies do well, that's just an added bonus. Don't let the Rockies kill your love of baseball, but rather let them inspire you to find new ways and reasons to enjoy the game. Many years ago, it was playing fantasy baseball that did it for Skyler. The team has plenty of problems, as does base, as does Major League Baseball, but at the root of it all is one of the greatest games ever made, and it's worth finding ways to enjoy it. I thought that was a, a, a nice uh, way to kind of talk about our view of success in the second half of the season for the Rockies. It's, it's, 
I the Rockies will be successful if your passion, the fans' passion, the Rockies fans that I saw at the ballpark, that I see on online, that join the live chats, that comment on here, that tune into the podcast, it will be successful them if you if they don't kill your faith in in them and the game. Maybe your faith in them has already been tested and is there, but your enjoyment, your love of the game, because here's the deal, folks. As much and and if it works for you, keep it up. Don't don't go back on it. I totally understand. But if you want to go watch the Rockies at Coors, just go do it. And that's another way the Rockies will be successful, as they always are. The Rockies will be successful in attendance. They will get people to come because at the end of the day, it is enjoyable to go there. And you're going to have to, you got to go for a team like the Rockies. And for hopefully one day, it, it, it won't be too long. But these stretches, unfortunately, do happen. Hopefully they become fewer and far in between and they are not as uh, kick-started as it was for this one, this this era of Rockies baseball, but it will improve. One day, the Rockies will be a good baseball team again. And you can say that you saw it and caught the minor league teams and followed them on their way up. There's a lot, uh, but I think, again, one big thing that would be successful for the Rockies is keeping the interest, keeping the passion, and keeping Rockies fans engaged. Because there's a lot of other things to be distracted about going on in terms of major sports in Denver. And there's a lot of going on in the world of baseball. That's a heck of a lot interesting that's going on in, in, there in Colorado. If the Rockies are another way to ma- measure the success is this team has uh, finishes better than they did in the first half, led by the young guys, setting up a, 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 a potential look at what, the, what a successful future might look like for the Rockies. That overall would be the success, a successful second half for the Colorado Rockies. Hoping to add to that success, someone we'll talk more about uh, here in a future episode. But Rockies do uh, look to address their uh, depth issues. It's starting pitching by taking on uh, Chris Flexen, who uh, signs a Triple A uh, deal. There, he's now uh, joining Albuquerque. And uh, certainly will be someone that uh, the Rockies will expect to bring up and uh, have in the major league rotation soon. Has not been very good this year. We actually talked about him a little bit. And uh, the issues with what he's dealing with uh, in Coors Field are going to be uh, maybe not the best uh, best issues and uh, best uh, uh, best pairing. But the Rockies are facing a situation I, I have yet to see. And I'll do one more Google here as of recording. I have yet to see any update on Kyle Freeland and his status uh, and what the what the injury, the extent of the injury is going to be. I know we it was dislocated. It came back on its own, things of that nature. But there hasn't been any uh, mention of how long he might be out. So if Kyle Freeland's out, I can definitely expect uh, the the uh, the joining of, uh, of of Chris Flexen sooner rather than later. He did start. Uh, he has started plenty for for Seattle. Uh, he was someone that uh, that was really good in 2021. Um, just hasn't been able to get back there, get quite back there. But we'll see. At this point in the season, I mean, it's a it's a person, it's a, a person with starting experience. And the best thing Chris Flexen could do for the Rockies is uh, pitch until the sixth or the seventh and be able to to give this bullpen time. We'll talk. We'll look more into uh, to flexing what the impact will be on another episode of Locked On Rockies because we're almost out of time for today. So that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Rockies. 
We'll be breaking things down here on the Locked On Podcast Network about your Colorado Rockies on the Locked On uh, Rockies podcast feed on your favorite streaming service, as well as Locked On Rockies on YouTube. That's where you can find us there. And uh, drop your comment below. Tell me what you think a successful second half for the Rockies looks like. Want to uh, let you know we're also on SiriusXM and the SiriusXM app. Check us out there. Just search Locked On Rockies, or you can search Colorado Rockies for your play-by-play action when the Rockies resume play tomorrow against the New York Yankees. Find us on Twitter at LORockies. And, uh, folks, until next time, I'm Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked On Rockies podcast.